sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that is Sean Sides. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, just uh, getting through some ailment here. Uh, my voice might be a little bit off today, as you can tell, with being sick. But going to persevere and push through for the show and for the fans. You know, can't fucking let a little bit of fucking illness strike me down. But Yeah, you got yourself, the COVID, eh? Doing, What's that, sorry? You got the COVID, eh? Yeah. What do you do? It's weird because it doesn't mean anything now. Like, I can yeah. go grocery shopping and go to a restaurant and then go to a show tonight if I wanted to. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay at home like a good boy and fucking be in lockdown, which I'm not, like, terribly sad about at the same time. I don't have to do I have a, a right to stay home this weekend, and everybody who would like for me to come out and do things, I, I don't have to. And I have a great fucking excuse for it, so. Yeah. What's What's been, like... What's it like? Because I've never had it. Yeah. Well, I mean, every strain is different, so it's always hard to say. But like I said, I was telling you pre-podcast, I woke up Friday morning and was like, uh-oh. But it's like this one, I guess you get body pains they were saying are really bad. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. My fucking hands and my arms have been so sore. Did you, when you got your vaccination, did it hurt your arms at all? Uh, it hurt my arm for like, like it just felt like... Um... A Charlie horse perpetually in my arm. Like, it didn't, like, it was just like, uh, you ever get, like, a spasm in your leg or something where it's just tight? Yeah. The muscle feels tight? It just felt like that the whole time. Like, did it hurt? Like, it was just, like, an annoyance. Yeah. Well, when I had it, it fucking hurt, and that's what it feels like in both arms and my hands. Yeah. It was worse yesterday, but it's better today. What do you do? It passes quickly, I guess, too. It's just like having a... Sh- Is this your first time getting it? No, I think I had it once for sure before. I, di- I didn't test positive the last time, but I was fucking sick. So I yeah. just assumed. And, like, sometimes you test positive, sometimes you don't. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I'm no fucking scientist. I just go off what I hear on TV or on Facebook or some shit. But it's like you sometimes don't test positive right away or there's, like, a period where you can give it and not give it. I don't fuck- I don't know. Fucking a. But I'll be happy been... to be over it, and I usually bounce back pretty quick from these things, so I'm sure it'll pass quickly. Yeah, the last time, oh, sorry, I no, you know what I did? I'm just, my memory escapes me. I did test positive. I think it was in June. But yeah, it seems like not that long ago. My sister was like, "What? Hey, what the hell?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to tell you." But different. You think strains, Josh gave it to you? What's that? You think Josh gave it to you? I know that you were supposed to have like. Uh... Thanksgiving and Josh had COVID. That was a long time ago. Yeah, no, I have no idea where I, I must have picked it up at work or you never know any human uh, interaction you can get it. So I, I could have been stopping at the store to pick something up for all I fucking know. Right. Yeah. But oh, all good. I will persevere. I think if I don't remember me. No, that's fair. I mean, uh, I hope you feel better. I thank you for, you know, still sticking out doing the show. I mean, like, I was sick a few weeks back, and, like, it's just a cold, but, man, my, th- like, the voice was gone and all that stuff. Yeah. Rest is going to be fucking clutch, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't want to... 
brag or just because I'm coming off a great week. Like a really good week. How so? So, Monday comes along, Halloween. Um, come home, it was just like your, your standard day. Nothing nothing special, nothing crazy. And then uh, the guy whose basement I rent comes in and he goes, do you like music? I go, yeah, who doesn't? He was like, do you like the offspring? I'm like, yes. He goes, well, I just got free tickets to the offspring. So it turns out, because he works for Air Canada too, so he was like a baggage agent. The opening band for the offspring was Simple Plan, and they couldn't find some bags. He did his job, tracked them down, got their bags for him, brought it to him, and they're like, hey, man, thanks a lot for that. Here's three free tickets to the show tonight. We'll leave them at will call. We end up going. We have no idea where our tickets are. Turns out we're on the floor, eight rows away from the stage. We saw Simple Plan and The Offspring, and it was a fucking night and a half. Like, I I have been a fan of The Offspring since, like, I was seven. Like, yeah. Americano was, like, the third album I ever bought. Like, it was Blink-182, um, Animal of the I State. I got Ignition when it came out. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm a huge, huge fan. And I got to, I finally got to see The Offspring live, and nice. it was one hell of a show. Yeah, do they still put on a good show for their age? Oh, they still got it. Even nice. Noodles, Noodles looks old as fuck, and he can still play with the best of them. He's still, like, the dynamic is funny. They had, like, a floating, uh, like, a, a blimp that was taking video for them. Huh. It was a time and a half. Like, I took videos, I knew the words to every song. Like, I gotta be honest, was, I didn't know they were still touring even. Like, I haven't heard anything from The Offspring in a long time. But they I'm just had released too. a new album. That's sweet. Yeah, man, I gotta tell you, really great show. If you get the chance to see The Offspring, and they're doing a Canadian tour, they might be heading your way next week or some shit. Huh. Fucking go. Yeah, no shit. Provided, you know, COVID and stuff. But, like, yeah. So, like, that was that was the start of my week. I had to be up at like 5 a.m. Then I had to be at work for 5 a.m. the next day. So we go out, we have beers, like we have beers before the show, beers during the show, beers after the show. And I have to be at work for 5 a.m. So I get like three hours of sleep, stroll and work, do what I got to do, come home, have a strong power nap, go coach football. And it was like a good week of just like, you know, your regular stuff. Then last night, Friday night, saw John Mulaney live. Fuck unbelievable john mulaney uh stand-up comedian is a bunch of specials on netflix i don't know him you were telling me you had tickets i i looked up his face just to see if i and i don't recognize him so i'm gonna have to check out his stuff he's one of the biggest stand-up comedians right now he just he just got out of rehab and like the whole thing was just like talking about his intervention his drug use and all of the stuff that happened to him in the last year fucking hilarious it was like doing a ted talk but with a sense of humor it was unbelievable it was really good that's nice um i gotta say like so i'm coming off like a great week of just seeing shows and all that um you know and then tomorrow i go back to that same arena to go watch the mooseheads play nice that sounds like a good time for sure yeah like i gotta tell you man like seeing the offspring made like seven-year-old thomas so happy like i have this like memory of being like a kid and sitting in the front seat with my uncle mike not uncle sparky but my mom's brother 
and why don't you get a job is playing on the radio and he and i are like singing it because i just thought it was like a great song and like like the love of the offspring kind of came out like from there and like like it, it was just like a bucket list event it was just the fact that like i have loved this band as far back as i can remember and i finally got to see them live it, it was funny. unbelievable like, it's funny is there a band you... like that for you um there's a been bob dylan was probably that one for me to be honest because i had his tape when i was a little kid and then i got to see him josh took me when i was 13 uh, the first time first concert i ever went to so that was like pretty big to see you know, like you know an idol in person i guess yeah um it's funny with the offspring because you picked up on them i just wanted to get back on that before i get into that like what i was going to say but um, you picked up on them in Americana, which is a funny point for the offspring because they changed their style completely at that point. They went from like mm. punk kind of like grunge to pop, you know what I mean? More so. And like a lot of people fucking hated it, but it also brought in a shitload of new fans cause it got radio play. Whereas their other stuff didn't get a whole lot of radio play in the same sense. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, did you you went back afterwards and discovered like their older albums, or how did that? Yeah, that's how that happened. Like, so my entry album was Americana, and then through like, you know, like I grew up in the age of downloading music. So yeah, like from there you you find you just you hit Offspring, and then you see what plays, and you know you find like you discover stuff like their song Original Prankster, what they did with Redman is amazing. Yeah. The, uh, I'm not sure. Do you remember this arcade game called Crazy Taxi? No. So the video game essentially is you're a cab driver, and you are trying to pick up pick pick up a person, and you have a finite amount of time to get them to their destination, and then you got to pick up the next person, and you got to do it like you you're driving, you're doing jumps, you're trying to take shortcuts, you're fucking cutting people off. But I always remember in that video game, um, there was an Offspring song in that. Yeah. That's how it always started. I, and like funny, you go from there and, and like so like all these memories started like coming back because like that's just all the triggers of like what music can do for you right i love that it's funny like going... go ahead just like you were gonna say sorry if you had more about offspring but i was just that the way that music ties our brain to certain places and times is fucking magical when you hear a song that it takes you back to a certain place or a certain time, you're just like, whoa. Sometimes, like, I found even when you don't expect it, because it's a song you necessarily didn't love, but you hear it and, like, you're out somewhere and you're like, oh, I know that. And then you realize what it is and you're like, ah, I don't like that shit. What the fuck, brain? Yeah. But it's just the nostalgia level that it can trigger is fucking insane. Oh, it, it, it like, it was nuts. Just, like, the memories that were just going through my head, because, like, so much of it was associated with being young with them. And then as the hits kept on playing and playing and playing, I was just like, like, like I haven't heard or properly listened to um, The Offspring in five years, maybe, or maybe, maybe more. Nice. And the fact that I can still bust out all of these song lyrics just from memory... Like, just being able to sing along to every single song and not stop. Yeah. And then it was the fact that it was Halloween, and the vibe was just there, everything. Like, everything. Just, like, the stars lined up. It was a great fucking day. That's cool. I I, I find it so funny what you say about, uh, like, lyrics and song lyrics and stuff like that. 
you and me are both gifted in that way when it comes to remembering song lyrics and movie lines and quotes and like imagine if we had put that shit to good use like imagine if that was mathematical formulas or you know scientific i shit. will say i was able to memorize like shakespeare like that like i like yeah it's just funny like, like imagine if there was no tv and no music accessible to us and we only could have put that into book smarts we would be so fucking smart because of our yeah. like almost it, like it's not a photographic or an eidetic memory, but it's got to be like it's, there's something to it when you can yeah. hear us like the first note of a song and you're like, I know every single word of that song. You know what I, I mean? I think it's just caring about what you're passionate about, right? Like you and yeah. I have such passions for these things. For sure. And because you love it, you will watch it or listen to it over and over and over and over and yeah, over again. Obsessively. Like, I remember, you... I remember when the greatest hits album of the offspring came out. Because that's where the song Hit That was released. I bought that knowing, like, uh, the greatest hits. Of course it's going to be amazing. It's the greatest hits of The Offspring. Yeah. And I have that on repeat in my fucking car all the time. And I would just, like, there wouldn't be a bad song. There wouldn't be, there, like, it was un, like, there was no need to hit skip because the fucking next song was great. Yeah. Every song on that album was great because of the greatest hits. Like, it was just, yes, please. Yes, please. Like I love that. Yeah. One of those ones for me when it comes to greatest hits albums, same era, was when I got the Sublime Greatest Hits. I fucking yeah. wore that CD until it couldn't be fucking listened to anymore. Just It was amazing. And, like, there was a rendition of, uh, God, I can't remember the song right now, the name of the song off the top of my head, but he's, like, talking about his heroin addiction and escaping it. And there's a slow version and a fast version in existence, and they mash them together so that you have the slow version the slow version comes in he's like lying in my plastic bed as opposed to like right after that song the fast version comes in and he's like lying in my plastic bed it's like an amazing fucking uh, rendition of the two songs put together but just when you get a greatest hits album like that it's it's cool because like you said you don't have to hit skip every it's an adventure it's a ride so it's it's fucking fun oh it, it was unbelievable man just I want to know. Again, I like, want to see them. That'd be fun if they're so like, good. I can't stress this enough of like the the fact that it was just like like the bucket list thing of just like it was literally on a. I told you this years ago. I wrote out a bucket list, yeah. and like I've been able to cross a bunch of those things off of it. Now, like on Monday, I got to cross that off. That's cool. I'd like to. I, I've never written a bucket list. We talked about this a long time ago like at the inception possibly of the podcast was probably the last time we spoke of this in a way, but I, I should do that. I should write a bucket list as well. You know, I only have take a few. It, take it, take it seriously too. Cause yeah. like I put it in my wallet. That's very serious. You should like, put like, do you, I would put attainable goals and like fantasy goals. Well, here's the thing, man. Like I put out meet Kevin Smith as a bucket list thing. And that was years before I got to meet the man. Like on paper, that is not like an attainable goal, but there yeah. are ways to go about it. But I got to say, like, I got to cross that off the fucking list. Like I got to cross that off the fucking list. Yeah. When you so hear things thing. like that and it comes to fruition, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, Put it out in the universe. Like you don't know what can come kind of good. Like I, that's the thing I say, go nuts with your bucket list. Dream big. Fucking write it out, and then like if it's something somewhere where you can see it all the time, 
you'll think of ways to try and make it happen. Life is funny that way too, right? It just happens. Like you said, with the meeting Kevin Smith thing, you, I, I've had many of these experiences in life where it's a fantasy, it's a dream. And then you're living your dream and you're like, holy fuck. Like it just, it's weird how these things come to fruition. Yeah. I have to rewrite it out. Cause list? like I'm, I've, I've since lost my bucket list because my wallet sucks. Yeah. But like, I, it. we like, should both rewrite our bucket list. It's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe I uh, we'll do it up for like our new year episode after the, after the holidays. Yeah. Something like Give that. Give it some serious thought, write it out and then, yeah, we'll post them and then like, we'll keep it on your person. Just something you take seriously. For sure. I look at certain instances in life, like a bucket list item I would have written down would be to like meet Connor McDavid, you know, and then the way that that whole story panned out, like buying the Tim Hortons pack of cards that morning and fucking meeting him and getting his signature and shit. It's like, you don't, you can't write, you can't like, I wouldn't have dreamed that moment. You know what I mean? But writing a bucket list out is dreaming moments and it's a cool idea to have yeah. that out there. I, I just started writing down a couple things on my list. Like yeah, there you go. Because there's things that are, you know, fresh in your head too. Like, yeah, and and that's what it's all about. Like, I've crossed off drive across country. I have crossed off live in Halifax. I have crossed off meet Kevin Smith. I have crossed off, um, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like, well, I've crossed off now. See the offspring. Like, yeah. Like they were a bucket list band for me. Like I took it seriously. Like. There are things that you just got to take seriously. And the amount of times that I've known that they were coming to town and I just couldn't make it happen. And then it just comes and falls into my lap like this. Like it, it couldn't have come in a better way. And I also want to say this for the record, simple plan, put on a great show too. Yeah. And because they're the reasons why I got tickets to the show, I will forever be a fan of simple plan. For sure. I don't know much of their music. I'm sure if I heard it, I would know it. I know the name. Um, they were popular at the t- at the same time as the Offspring, right? So, yeah. Well, it, Offspring's been around longer. I love it when you um, have something like that happen, where it, like ex- perfect example where Simple Plan is the one you know that got you into the show in the first place. So then, because of their awesomeness, you're like, I am a fan for life of you because of this shit. You know yeah. what I mean? You have like they, like they don't know how much. Like I wasn't involved in all this stuff, but uh, Jamie, the guy that I I ran from, like it was like he didn't even finish the fucking sentence, Sean. He was like, I have tickets to the Oscars. I am coming. Like I'm going. Yes, please. <laughs> like the sheer fact that I had work at five a.m. The next day did not even occur Who to me. Fuck, it was not yeah. even. It was not even like I will be tired. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I am going to this show. I'm the same way with experience. I don't care what my obligations are the next morning. If I if you get to live a once in a lifetime experience, what are you going to remember? Are you going to remember going to bed and getting up on time for work? Are you going to remember the greatest fucking show of your fucking life? That's the way. Yeah, and honestly, it really was. We were eight rows away. Eight rows away, Sean. That's like, sick. I can't express to you how fucking cool that is. No kidding. And, like, to have it be an experience where you're not, like, when you pay for tickets like that, you, you have a certain level of, like, I'd like to see a good show tonight, please. But because you have nothing yeah. nothing invested and you go and you get blown away, it's that much sweeter, I feel. Yeah. And then to top it off, ending the week, seeing John Mulaney. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Just, what a- 
That sounds like a home run week for you. Honestly, and then we had the. It was just, and then like he he too was like a bucket list event because he's like some of the great like you you know me like I love stand up comedy yeah like and like You're if deep, I know of really someone deep. coming to town, I will go like I've seen Bill Burr I've seen Tom Segura I've seen Burt Kreischer, the only one I haven't gotten to see live is Jim Jeffries yeah that like of my favorite comedians, but holy fuck. Rogan, does Rogan make the list? Have you seen Rogan? Would you see Rogan? I have seen Rogan. Okay, was it good? I've seen Rogan. I saw him in Edmonton. I've seen Jim Gaffigan. I've seen... uh, I've seen TJ Miller. I've seen Reese Darby. I've been to quite a few, like, stand-up shows. Nice. Um, But I gotta say, like, to see John Mulaney and then the way that the crowd interaction was, the way that he was, the... The, the jokes, the honesty, the all of it. Just all, all of like what I experienced this week was just fucking killer. Nice. So that's I'm, awesome. I'm very pleased with how that went. I'm very, very pleased. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm happy that you had a great week. That's awesome. Yeah. And then like, so that's like 21 minutes into the podcast of me just being like, I had an awesome week and here poor Sean going like, I have to eat the meal that I hate the most fucking soup. No. Oh no. I'm not. Cause you're not feeling well. That. Death before soup, bro. Death before soup. He says, all right. <laughs> I, I, I would a little bit eat soup if I was going to die, I guess, but I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it one bit. Oh no, chicken broth to make to cure what ails me. No, it's really funny when I am like that sick and that someone gives me like chicken soup, thinking that they're doing me a favor, and I'm like, I'll demonstrate with this coffee. <laughs> Something, I guess. And then yeah, so that's pretty much how life goes. Soup, fuck soup. Soup, fuck off. But. I guess you're there for some people who need you. I just, it's not that I hate soup. I make it sound so bad because there is a couple soups out there that I have loved at times. But what I don't understand is like everyone's compassionate love for soup when it comes to like, you know, it's just flavored water people. We've evolved past that. Well, we have better reasons. That's what like now. ramen is. But like an actual soup, like chicken noodle soup, is more than that. It's like a broth. It's like, yeah, let's water, take all basically. the juices and nutrients from chicken and then, like... Or make... or you could just eat it. Eat chicken. And then you get all that same yeah. shit, too, without just like this... We soaked it in this water, and here you go. I don't know. It, like I said, I don't... I speak harshly of soup sometimes, but there is good soup. It's just rare. Really fucking rare. I mean, yeah, I guess. And then, like, to get you on the fancy ramens that I tried to was not your thing. But I guess it also had to do with the fact that you had it ordered in, right? Yeah. Exposure level, two is, like, going from zero to 100 sometimes is tough. It depends. Like, there was weird shit. Too much weird shit at the same time. If that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so some cool things have been happening, uh, like in the world of like movies and stuff. I'm not sure if you saw this, but James Gunn is now like the Kevin Feige of DC along with somebody else whose name eludes me right now, but James Gunn, director of guardians of the galaxy, the recent suicide squad. Uh, he wrote the Scooby-Doo movies. Wasn't there, was there a falling out between him and Marvel at some point? 
No, no okay. following. Well, there was like this thing where Disney fired him and then brought him back because of a tweet he had years ago that was also taken out of fucking context. Okay. I wasn't sure. Sometimes but these But Dave Bautista and like Chris Pratt were like, hey, if you're going to fire Jim's gun, enjoy the recasting process. Interesting. That's nice when people back because each other up, hey? Yeah, it is. And you need it now more than ever. You do. Because, like, like, in a world where you can go, like, hey, in 1995, you said this. And you go, like, I was five years old. Yeah. Yeah, well, you still fucking said it. I love that when uh, Joe Rogan was taking some heat as if he was a racist. And uh, yeah. Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the UFC, was, like, made a statement and, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's just funny, like you know, people can well, be. It's because he would them. use the N word. Yeah, but it's like he'd actually it, use it. Yeah, that's bad, and it's terrible at the time for sure. And he learned his lesson. I feel like he's not that guy who means that. But it was just funny. he didn't like, mean it, but he would like say the word as opposed to saying N word. Yeah, the way that you and I are doing it right now. Yeah, he would just say the I didn't word because it was just I the word. Said either. Like it would... oh, okay, well, that's fine. Just saying, I. Thomas yeah, went there. So the way that you and I are definitely doing it now. <laughs> um, yeah, it is two what sides it is. Of story, you either come down with me or... Uh, I have certain rights, know. Thomas. I don't know about you because you yeah. haven't been DNA tested, but there is 0.3%, or sorry, 0.2% blood in me that is from Africa. So whether or not you want to look at that in any certain way, it's just a fact of life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool getting DNA kidding. test results. I have different. I'm from everywhere. I'm a man of the world. Yeah. But now, anyways, but now back like to going Rogan ahead, and the whole like, thing. It's people that know you. Sometimes you say stupid shit. Sometimes you do the wrong thing. But people that know you when they have your back and they stand up for you, regardless, like to have that kind of shade brought down on someone and people that actually know him and are around him are like, get the fuck out of here. It's not that person, yeah. you know. It's nice when people back you up. So all that being said, how do you feel about James Gunn taking over DC? <laughs> I don't have an opinion. We'll see what it brings. I don't get super hyped over directorial like changes or shifts like that. I just want to see good content. If the, he makes good content, awesome. I can't guarantee he will or won't based on this news. I, I'm well, always curious to the see. The content that he has been responsible for. James Gunn's also responsible for um, um, Peacemaker. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. So, like, the, the Suicide Squad, where we got the introduction of Peacemaker, and then the show Peacemaker, and then, like, now he's, like, the head of all of their content, essentially. Yeah. I can tell you're very excited. I think it's a great thing. Honestly, I think, like, the mind of James Gunn alone, I've watched some of his older stuff. The movie Slither is pretty unbelievable. You know me, I love the Scooby-Doo movies, which also, not just to call back, is that Simple Plan in 2002 wrote the theme song for What's New Scooby-Doo, and then they played it when they when they were at the show. So they That's heard the funny. Scooby-Doo theme song. That must have been a but, hype uh, moment. Honestly, I loved it. I was so happy. That's funny. It's like a little cherry and then I had to, on the top I had to explain Thomas to other Scooby-Doo. people why they were doing it, too. Yeah, that's funny. And so we also got the news that Henry Calvill's coming back as Superman, but he comes at the price. He's no longer uh, Geralt in uh, The Witcher. Yeah, I heard that. 
but he's back as Superman. Did he, you watch The Witcher? I tried to watch the first season, and I'm, I really liked the first three episodes. Yeah. The problem with me is I have a hard time with serious shows. Yeah. I need, like... I need to be in the right mindset. So I still need to watch The Witcher. I need to watch The Rings of Power. There's a lot of, like, I like I need to be in the right state of mind to watch something that's serious. The same thing happened with me with The Witcher. I, I only maybe got three episodes in as well, right around the same mark. And it was just, it was, you have to be in the right mindset, like you say. It was a hard get through because of that. It was great content, but I just great wasn't show. in the right headspace to get into it, I guess. Yeah, and that and that's kind of it. Like I can probably, I'll probably try again this winter. Yeah, winter's we a great start time it from, that. and then all that stuff. Like right now, like we're getting, uh, we're, right now we're getting uh, so much Star Trek and all this stuff. And I just found out that I have access to all ten seasons of Stargate, and I want to get started on that. Really, what's it on? Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. I, I guess we just got Amazon Prime. Um, Crystal ended up getting it. It's through it. the MGM uh, subscription, though. So, like, with Amazon Prime, you can buy other channels. Yeah. I bought the MGM because I like classic movies sometimes. And so um, what I did, so, so I just was just scrolling through because I was actually talking to our friends at uh, lights, camera, rant, Lee, and we were talking about like, uh, like how Tarantino said he would do a Star Trek movie, and how uh, the Star Trek Four movie is rec- had recently been said to take uh, to take a not a break, but like it's being pushed back a little bit. Yeah, and he asked my thoughts on that, and then it just led to the conversation of like his, like as much as you and I love Star Trek, he loves Stargate. So I'm figuring. Like you love Stargate, so like now I got two people telling me to get into it. Yeah, I'm fine, and I see that I actually have access to it. I'm gonna give it a shot. Honestly, like it's funny because recently I I, I watched some of it on uh, Space on the channel. It just came back around, and I so I I checked it out. It's one of those timeless classics. It it can be a bit like of its era at times in the beginning, where you're like eh, it's a little hokey, but the like the banter and just the mm-hmm. like. The, co- the coolness level of it is it'll get you you know what i mean when you start up you're like yeah. interesting interesting and then it has these like moments of up and down like any show would have in its first season but rated right its inception it is what it was you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like good right off the hop I, I do recommend starting out with the original movie just because it does i, I watched what well, we had we talked about this i watched the original movie rather recently yeah Okay, perfect. That's why I just, it should be in your forefront when you start watching this because the first episode is a continuation of the movie. And so it's important to somewhat have that in your brain to know what happened. But yeah, it's it's a great ride. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's 10 seasons is the SG-1, which is fucking like great level yeah. of content. And then Atlantis. Yeah. When does Atlantis start? When does it start? Yeah, like how far into I would say Stargate does Atlantis eight, start? If I recall. Okay. And there's a great kickoff episode too because SG1 kind of like has a uh, tie-in episode to get you to tell you when SG or to tell you when Atlantis begins. And so it's a nice little tie-in and there's a later on SG1 or sorry. Yeah, SG1 ends, but Atlantis is still going, so you get a little bit of the SG1 
into the Atlantis at some point, which is also cool. Why is it called SG One? It's the name Stargate. Isn't it just? It's their like group. Okay. So there's like it within oh, okay. the show. There's like SG Sixteen, SG Seventeen, because there's they're just SG One. They're the the head team that goes through the gate. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, for I'm you. down. I'm down to get that. I actually. Uh... Rather recently, I, I had, like, someone, I think it's, I saw a post of the picture and it triggered something in me where I had to watch the episode. I had to watch the uh, TNG episode where uh, Worf goes away on a Batlift tournament Wicked. and then all is, comes back and he's in all these different universes. That's a great episode. That is got to be one of their best. Yeah, in ways. One of their best episodes. For sure. And, like, it's, like pro wharf in a way like there hasn't been like a pro wharf episode like ever <laughs> until like you get to ds9 pretty much like where like wharf is like life is just being like told no to yeah uh which is like a thing i liked recently on lower decks because they did the thing where like you always want to eject the warp core that is your number one thing and they finally get to do it and he's like well, I get to it. you made a dream come true <laughs> That was pretty awesome, for sure. That was a good... Uh, it, it was a good run this year with Lower Decks. I'm excited. It's such a good show. We always... All the Star Treks right now, we're just getting so much good shit. Prodigy just started. I, I it, haven't yeah. watched the episode, but I saw uh, a picture, and I'm pretty sure Chakotay's back. Yeah, I saw that, too. I... I um, I gotta catch up on season one. I just I tried the other day. I watched another episode, so I'm at season four or season one, episode four. Now is where I'm at. So it it, it is for kids. Yeah, but it's it Star obviously Trek. Is. But it's Star Trek, and then when you see Janeway come in and all that stuff, it gives you enough that okay, I'm on board here. This is, and there's some very likable things to happen. There are some very very Star Trekky things that'll make you go. Oh shit! Okay, I guess we are. Okay, we are doing some cool stuff here. Yeah. What happened to Chakotay? Like, like shit happens to Chakotay. I want to know what happened to Chakotay. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's fun, like a little a show like that that can tie in, and it makes us old guys want to go watch it because we find out that there's tie-ins and you're like well shit now i gotta go see that because i need to know what the fuck happened and it's funny how that yeah because it brings like you're giving us characters that we love right yeah like like i love chakotay like i like i know that he the the character had like no growth but like i just really liked him he was a badass he was all reliable like he like you you didn't need much of him, and also like he got to like get with seven of nine. Also good for him. I didn't he notice had a cool face tattoo. I gotta be honest, I liked him too. I didn't notice that his character had no growth until his actor who played the character said that, and then I was like, yeah, oh, oh, I guess not. Oh, oh yeah, shit. That's oh ooh, but it hadn't occurred to me. So now there's like he he brought shade on his own character in a way because I hadn't thought that. Yeah, like honestly, I didn't think of it until you brought it up to me, yeah. and then I go, "All right, you know, I guess you're right. There's no growth. He's just same con- guy." But honestly, he, his his character was just constantly killing it, yeah. day in and day out, being a great first officer. Like his growth ended after episode one, where he goes, "Okay, you're with the Maquis, and now you're Starfleet. So deal with it, bud." Pretty much. 
No, and it was a good character. That's the thing, like... And that's a funny little, like, excerpt of life. If you're... Do you need to always grow and expand? Or can you just be a constant good? You know? Yeah. I mean, like, Harry Potter got away with it. Like, I like I told you before about the debates I used to have. Just m- the main three characters essentially stay the same. Which is fine. I don't need more of that. Yeah. I, I, but, but, like... The only one to show growth, in my opinion, is Neville Longbottom. Yeah. By the way, did you ever get to doing that with Crystal? No, not yet. I was looking at it last night you. while we were lying on the couch, and I was like, oh, fuck, not yet. I'll get to it. It's got to be gotta the right time. I think now is the perfect time for Harry Potter for you. You just can't force it. It's yeah, I know, but right like, here's what it did. It won't land right. Well, I think that's why I'm, the, this is why I'm trying to sell you on this is the right time for it. Yeah, we'll see. It's pa- it's November. It's just after Halloween, so you you get that transition of spooky sp- stuff, and then there's these in every movie they have a Christmas. Yeah, that's so true. it's kind of like getting you ready to where you're going. That's true. And so, like, it's if there was a time to watch the Harry Potter movies, I say November is a solid time. That's good advice for sure. No. Also, be, uh, today, if you're not doing anything after the podcast, are you going to watch Back to the Future? Because it's Back to the Future Day. I was planning on watching the hockey game at 2 o'clock. Fine. I watched Back to the Future, actually, within the last two weeks. It was on yeah. TV, and I put I, it on, and then I ended up watching the whole thing. So, And then, like, that little moment that they showed recently, it was just circulating the internet of... Uh, Floyd Mayweather and Michael B. Jordan hugging at an event. It was pretty nice seeing that again, the two of them. What are you talking about? The characters from Back to the Future. Like the old guy and the young guy. Yeah, you mean Michael J. Fox and uh, Chris... Christopher Lloyd, that's what I said. Christopher Lloyd? No, you said Floyd Mayweather and Michael B. Jordan. Pretty fucking close. No, they are very different people. (laughs) They are... They are completely different people. The names are You confuse the shit out of me. Like, one's like... One's a boxer and one plays a boxer, and then... I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) The sickness is getting to my head. I couldn't remember their names, so I just threw the two names that were in the forefront of my brain, which were fairly close to their names. So I just went with it. I figured you'd help correct yeah. me if I was off a little. Well, I had to because you, your names were really wrong. They should remake the movie with those two playing the characters of the two that I just said. <laughs> Be a great fucking movie. You can't lie. I mean, I. I would like to see Michael Sarah play Shaft. This is just not in the fucking cars now. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey, you're still killing it in the pool, I believe. Uh, I just got back up to third place. I had a bit of a plateau and dive, plateau and dive. Um, I need Sidney Crosby to fucking be Sidney Crosby. Yeah. It's killing me. And Nathan McKinnon got me from four assists last night, so I can't, like, yell at him for that. But, like, 
Can you score, please? Yeah, no shit. I'm done. I lost this year. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. I enjoyed being in the pool last year. I enjoyed Sean, like all you need to do is make a few clutch trades. I was I've been looking and thinking. I just we'll see. Um, either way, it was fun. I think next year I'm out because I don't know enough about hockey to continue this charade, and it's just throwing money into the garbage. You went from top five money. last year. What's that? You went from top five last year to having a bad year this year. It's not a bad year yet, but yeah, I agree. It's a bad well, year. You're, well, you already want to quit is what I'm saying. No, 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 I don't want to quit. I just like to have a year of hockey where I'm not constantly watching for my players to get points because it's annoying. Like It brings a depth to the hockey, but it also takes away something as well. Because you see other players and you're like, I don't want that guy to get that many points for that other cocksucker. I would like that guy to get points for me. Why isn't, you know, and it just adds this dynamic where I'm like, I'd like to just go back to watching a season of hockey without having any, like, psycho underlying fucking thoughts, you know? Yeah. I'd really like to see that fucking bitch get injured so he stops getting everyone else. No, not to that extent. I'm just joking. It's, it would be nice to no, also fine. not have that dynamic, too. Sometimes it's nice. The Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Personally, I love it. Because it gets me involved in other games. Like, I don't have a single Montreal Canadian on my team. And I do that because I like the Canadians. I have one Oiler. Yeah. Like. Are the Canadians doing well say, this Zach year? Zach Hyman's fucking killing it, killing it for me. Are the Canadians playing Zach Hyman, well so I think far? My best I haven't player. heard. Sorry? Are the Canadians having a good year? I haven't really heard. Um, they're doing all right. Like, they're winning. They have won more games than I have expected them to. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that Carey Price was, like, fucking done. Like, I didn't know that he was pretty much... Well, like, he's not going to retire. Like, he hasn't played in two years. He I, was played, just, like, I didn't realize it had been last. that long. I, it hadn't occurred to me when I heard, like, this season him being like, yeah, no, it doesn't look good, and it sounds like he won't be coming back ever. I was just surprised by that. Well, he just wants to get to a point where he doesn't have any pain, right? Yeah. Like, he, he wants to live a life where he can carry his kid upstairs and not have it hurt. Yeah. Honestly, I... I kind of feel for the guy. He oh, gave us over 10 years of great goaltending. I can't ask for more. And then he wants to come back. I see that. I see that. But he wants to get to a point where he's healthy and he, you know, where it doesn't hurt him to just, you know, exist. Yeah, which is totally fair. So... No, you definitely can't of, fault like, a guy for that. It. Like, does it suck? Yeah, it fucking sucks. They're the best goalie in the NHL, and he can't fucking play. Yeah, that's shitty. Very shitty. But Such is life. But, where, you know, uh, we, it's one of those things yeah. in the sports that we don't see is, like, the level of preparation it takes to get to that level and the amount of damage that these young guys do to their bodies to be able to compete at the level. You know what I mean? It's... You don't see that. You just see, like, you know, the 60 minutes on the ice. But what goes into it, like, not just that, too. Like, imagine leaving your family constantly. 
like you know especially you have kids you know like there's so many layers to hockey that people are like oh they're millionaires they can do yeah you know money's good but it's not everything it's not your entire like it's good to have money but you they earn it they work for it you know it's a 360 365 day job they have to fucking work out constantly they have to you know they're obsessive to that level almost one could almost argue like the autistic aspect of the greatness of players you have to be a little bit like um di- like con- constantly dialed into what you do you know what i mean and it's to have a player like carrie price come out and say you know like i can't fucking do this anymore it's not the first time it's happened and it's a lot of players that have gone through this shit you know it's hard like they, i couldn't believe that documentary years ago of mcdavid uh, when he blew his knee out and the rehabilitation of like man the dedication that that guy had to recover from that injury and what he had to go through on a daily basis to like get there it's fucking mind-boggling like the average normal human would have given up never could have done that kind of thing you know well, i have to walk with a limp the rest of my life uh, that kind of yeah 100 percent. that kind of shit and to like do that recover be that elite like it's insane they don't get enough credit for what they do as as the peak athletes and we always like to compare the old guys to the new guys, like the old hockey greats to the new hockey greats. And it's like, it's interesting and crazy. Even the evolution of the game in my lifetime that I've seen, you know, like the level of athletes coming up, it's, it's fucking crazy. No, exactly. But I, I do find that it's like, um, a mentally softer, newer athlete. Like, was it recently the, Toronto GM that had to apologize because he said that his elite players weren't playing elite. Yeah. Like, are you fucking serious? No. Call them out. You have to call out your elite players. You need them to play a certain way. You don't fucking have, call you them out. Have to apologize. Do not apologize just, for that. No, fucking right. There's a lot of coaches in the league that wouldn't apologize for that right now if they said it. Tortorella. Can you imagine if Tortorella was coaching the fucking Leafs? Or Daryl Sutter? Yeah, I was going to say Sutter as well. <laughs> Daryl Sutter is... I love hearing his quotes all the time. Yeah. I actually follow the links, uh, sorry, the Flames on Instagram yeah. just to hear him say shit. That's funny. I love hearing him talk because he fucking does not give a fuck. No, he's and he not a give soft everyone team. shit. That's for sure. No, and he tears his team to bits, but it's to rebuild them and make them better. Yeah, and it's necessary a lot of times too, right? Like... That's what it's good to have some gusto sometimes. It's funny with players, like, when you're coddling players, and the Leafs need to be coddled, you know what I mean? They have a, a leader who's great, like, in, in I'm talking Matthews, not Tavares, and the goal, the goal leader okay. on the team. But you have a soft fucking baby who's your best guy, but he just doesn't fucking, he can't live up to the hype. You know what I mean? It would suck watching that shit all the time. And he had a, like, Marner's even fucking more of a soft. He softy. is, yeah. Like, you can't hurt his feelings. He's a dandy. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, like, I rip into, like, the guys at work, because in Halifax, most people are Toronto Maple police. Oh, right? that's tough. And the Leafs fucking suck. They fucking suck, yeah. And it's not, they like, They had a new... great game against Philadelphia the other day. Like, whatever, good for them. But, like, can you explain to me how you're losing to the fucking Arizona Coyotes? Yeah. And, like, anything can happen in hockey, but when it's just, it's consistent for so many years that it's just, it's a fucking embarrassment at this point. Like, honestly, they should think about moving the team to Hamilton just to start anew. 
like I don't know if they should continue on this charade in fucking Toronto because it's just they'll never they'll never leave Toronto. They'll start a team in Hamilton. But they'll never. <laughs> I know. Leave. I'm just fucking around. It's fun to trash yeah. Toronto because we both dislike them. So there's no one to like be yeah. the voice of reason to defend them. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of voice of reason, we got a couple emails this week. So uh, let me just open this up here. We so, haven't queued um, the jingle in a long time. Yeah, it's going to be nice to hear the song. So let's play it now. Two sides to every email. Two sides to everyone. Two sides to every email. Settle in, let's get it done. First one's from your brother. Uh, he was going about... Uh, there's been a minute since I, we've actually opened up the email. So he goes, uh, hey guys, COVID was no fun at all. And I also... But I got almost uh, to the end of Goblet of Fire. Crazy twist at the end of the Triad Wizard tournament. Turns out that I can't figure out how to send, uh, how to email uh, the pic. So I sent it to Sean. Did he send you a picture of his uh, COVID results? Because I remember you were saying how it was convenient for him. Yeah. That he couldn't do Thanksgiving. Yeah, he did send it to me. Yeah. I mean, and good for him. We're getting. I'll say this though: it was just a picture of the like tablet that I could Google right now and get a hold of myself. So it wasn't like a picture of him with it. It was just a picture of it. So, I mean, it's not like concrete evidence, but it was, he did, he was forthcoming with something. I'll say that. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm happy you got through, he's probably done Goblet of Fire by now. Good for him. Great fucking book. Great book. I'm happy he's reading them. Uh, next email we got is from uh, your, your your boy toy, Kieran. And he goes, uh, Hey, Flapjacks and Master Broda. It's been a hot minute, but I fell behind after Las Vegas, and even more so when I started driving my new sexy ride that didn't have Bluetooth. Since most of my listening is after work, it was a pleasure to binge the episode, though keep up the good work, uh, work guys. On another note, it's nice to see you coaching kids, Tom. I am surprised that you would invest your time to subpar performances from school-age children. You did manage to get a nickname that isn't Flapjacks. Xavier uh, gave you one, but I don't think it's appropriate for the air. You can find out that uh, when you meet them, maybe. I did notice you said that you were going to start reading some Stephen King uh, soon. If you can recommend the book, uh, if I could recommend one book from him, it's The Stand, one of the top five books I've ever read. So he has a lot more to say in the email, but I want to address one thing. I have never actually made fun of Kieran's kid. I made fun of you. I made fun of you, Sean, for leading me to believe that you went to a concert when it was a recital. No comment. I don't condone the bullying of of children. I'll say that. Yeah, well, good. (laughs) But I'll say this. I never once made fun of his fucking kid. That's funny. I made fun of you for leading me to believe (laughs) that you went to this fucking concert when you went to a recital. It wasn't even Battle of the Bands. It was like, look at what we learned in school today. That's what that's what you went and saw. And by all means, I'm glad you went and I'm glad you supported him. But like the fact that you and you've done this before on the show where you said to me you went to a rock show and I was like, fuck yeah, buddy. What bands did you see? He goes, no, 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 no. I went to a show of rocks. 
And you know how disappointing that is when you think rock concert? I don't know. If you have an appreciation for the lapidary arts, I don't think it's very disappointing. Okay. Well, when you're done putting on your Oscar award-winning performance here, um, I'll continue his fucking email because apparently we're going nowhere. Thought you'd have my back a little bit, but I guess uh, I see where your favoritism <laughs> lies. Um, I have a heavier question for the two of you, seeing as I think you would both have a different uh, perspective on it. I wanted to know what you guys think of, about the lack of easy access to hockey, lower middle income families and uh, single parents. Raising Xavier has always wanted, uh, he always wanted to go into hockey, but I'm a single dad working on working long hours in his early years and not having much extra money meant that hockey for him has not always been uh, uh, hockey for him is always go- going to be out of the out of reach there's no league that i have found that requires less than 3 days minimum a week commitment and not much in the uh, the way of uh, not much in the way of cheap gear not to mention tournaments and all that kind of stuff being the only source of income made a commitment like that hard to meet i know you can buy used equipment but that that every year uh or other year is still quite the cost. Is there any kind of league in the Canada that I don't require a heavy time commitment and cost uh, that most hockey leagues require from the parents? Bear in mind that I coached my son in soccer and had uh, in that to the cost for the that yearly was less than three hundred dollars and commitment was max two days a week. Tournaments were always in town and we would uh, and we were a casual community league. So the pressure to perform was not so much that it would drive people away. I look forward to your opinions. I think that this is long enough now that I can, that, that I caught the fuck up the, uh, expect more of these hard hitting questions and insightful responses. Love listening to you guys. And hopefully one day the world sees who, 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 who really killed Kurt Cobain and fuck Metallica. I have no time for them since they ran a campaign to shut down Napster. <laughs> All right. And so a bunch of hot takes from Kieran. Um, I have a lot to say on the hockey front. If you, but before I get into it, do you want? Do you have anything you want to say about like, that? I'll say this. I know. Um, growing up, uh, Josh more so than me, but Josh really, really, really wanted to play hockey, and my dad, being a single father, you know, who worked in the trades, working long hours, it just wasn't feasible. Like Josh tried at one point to like get there on his own, but it just the money wasn't fucking possible, and I think that there's like the occasional time where they'll let some a kid in who's like poor, you know what I mean? But it's through programs and through like sponsorships and like, it's really fucking hard for lower class people to play hockey. It's the time commitment, like even double parents, some double parents make it work and they find a way to do it, but it's fucking rare. Like in the neighborhoods I grew up in, man, there were so many kids who fucking wanted to play hockey. We dreamt of it. But it was just never going to be a reality for us. You know, I'm not saying it's our parents' fault, but it's just a system. Like, it's not fucking easy for poor kids to play hockey. It costs a lot of fucking money. And, like, for parents who live paycheck to paycheck, it's not feasible, you know. And it wasn't for us growing up. That's I wish that there had been a way or a league. Like, I loved hockey. I still love hockey. But it just, as a kid, it, it got crushed. And that's some of the, like, you learn about the lack of fairness in society in a way when you're a kid and you just dream to be able to do this but no sorry kid you don't got money fuck off that's the way it was for us and the way i saw it be for many people and talented kids too who who could have been good at it but there's no fucking way that their parents could have afforded there should be a way like to subvert 
to be able to like this programs in schools or like but it's just for the rich and wealthy and you look at all most of the people who are extremely successful in the nhl you trace back their family roots they're all rich that they could afford to put their kids through these programs they could afford to like send their kids to hockey development camps and because that shit's not cheap either you know that's i i just wish that it could be more fair but that's just life it, it isn't fair some people can get born into money or whatever and they can afford these programs other people can't which sucks but that's life so i can't really speak to alberta i can't i i like i lived there for as long as i lived there but i didn't i wasn't involved in the hockey i don't know but i grew up in quebec hockey playing for lakeshore minor hockey for over let's say give or take 20 years I know that they do fundraising for the organization for the kids who can't afford this. Like there, there's um, how there's sad is that though, that they have to like fundraise to do that? Right? Well, because well, here's the thing: ice is expensive to just get practice ice. It's expensive to to do this stuff. So what they do is they take it amongst themselves to fundraise for their organizations, so it would cost less. For the kids that need it. There are programs in place for the kids that need the extra help to do this. Like, it, it, it exists, and I'm for it, and it helps out a great deal. I just saw recently, uh, I just bought 50-50 tickets for uh, one of a co-worker's kids. And what it does was 10%. So the t- each ticket costs $2. $1 goes to the 50-50. 90 cents goes to that kid's, that particular kid's hockey registration. And then 10% goes to the league. And that was a cool thing, I thought, where you're fundraising to a 50-50 and then, you know, this much money. So, like, there's a lot of incentive to want to sell these 50-50 tickets so that you're, like, I bought $20 worth. I was so moved by how the, this organization was doing this. I love that. The moment you told me that 90% of that money wasn't go, just going to the league, it was going towards that particular kid's registration fee, that was amazing to me. I, I, I would tell Kieran to just really look into stuff because if it's something that Xavier really wants to do, there's nothing like being on a hockey team. Like, there's really... The, the the friends I made doing that, the camaraderie, the 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 being in the locker room with the boys and girls that you play with, like it's there is nothing like it. I I, I know that there are other sports that are cheaper. Basketball, all you need is a pair of sneakers. Soccer, all you need is a pair of cleats and shin guards. Football, most most football programs provide the equipment and you rent it from there. You just got to give a deposit and you get it back at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. As long as I um, remember, like Xavier always played soccer and stuff like that. And it's yeah. the same, like I said, with, I would, I, with, I, with us, like it I just did, wasn't feasible. Like even raising part of I the money, say, there was no money to go towards it from our from our household. Yeah. That's why these things, yeah. like it, I, I just I wish just it didn't say, have to man, be so I, expensive. They make it so out of reach it, for some people. But it, but it is, and that's the, and that's the shitty thing because yeah. you have to be covered top to bottom in equipment for good reason. Yeah, like I said, life isn't then, fair sometimes, and that's just the way it goes. Some kids will yeah. never be able to do this. I, I, I would say, I would say to him, if it's something that he really wants to do, 
look into these programs. And I get that the three nights or three days a week is a bit of a commitment, and you might not be, be always willing to drive, uh, drive them, or you can't always drive them because you have to work. Man, I, I'll tell you this. There's, that's the beauty of, about being on a team. If I needed a ride to practice, I had to call one of my teammates. The amount of times that, like, my mom had to work and I was home from school, I had to call a buddy. I, you know, I need a ride to practice. Or, uh, like, it, just because you can't doesn't mean someone, you might be able to find people that will help you out. Like, it's, it's, there's these things. And if, and if you're worried about, like, other tournaments, there are lower levels of hockey he can play. Like, you, like those big tournaments are for, like, the more elite players and like i'm not saying that X, uh, xavier is not there i don't i have no fucking clue what level he's at but if you just wanted him if he just wanted to play he could play at the lowest level of that age group have a time and then the tournaments wouldn't be far the this and that wouldn't be and then if you had to find rides to equipment Here's the fine ride so you go to a hockey practice. The beautiful thing about these leagues is that this is a great way to make friends. Yeah. You would know, so you you would would know more about this, too, because you got to play. Yeah. So you know, like, the yeah. inside yeah. from the inside out, right? We were on the yeah. outside looking in. So it's different, too, like, from yeah. your perspective. because Which is why it's a fun question, I guess, because you, you have the inner experience of the league where, you you know, you saw the, I, that. I would say look into these programs. Just Just... Because if you go, because like most of the people that are involved in these organizations are volunteers, coaches are volunteers, the the people that do stuff within the organization are volunteers. They do it because they love it, and sure, like I guarantee you, there's some incentive to volunteering. Like, here's the cost of playing hockey. Here's a reduced rate because you're volunteering your time. I'm sure that there's some things in there. But if it's something that you want to do, like, I would talk to the organizations and have a real conversation. Go, like, I want them involved. I want them to play. I just, I got to tell you, man, this seems just a little bit out of reach. Are there programs that I can get involved in? And they will help you. They will. Definitely. What I know for a fact about every organization in sports is all about the kids. It's not a business. They make enough to make enough. Interesting. Like the, it, it's about the kids having fun, and it's about the kids being better. It's never been. It's not a business. I can promise you that. Like I, like the amount. At least that's how things were when my dad was running it. It was not a business. Yeah. Extra money went towards kids that needed help. And, you know, when it became time for, like, all right, we got a little bit extra money in the budget. Let's, how, about we get, how about we get the kids new jerseys this year? Or something like that. Interesting. Like, and, then, and then there's other sponsors. Like, I, I played for teams where companies sponsored us to get certain equipment, like helmets, gloves, and pants. So we would all dress the same. Like, there was just... There are things involved, man. That, that that there's more to it than what you see on the outside. You yeah. gotta you gotta do a, a serious investigation when it comes to this stuff, because I guarantee you, if you go up to them and go like, "Listen, I'm a single dad. I work one job, but my kid would love to play hockey. What can we do? 
and go from there. And if they tell you that it's impossible, then fine. I mean, at least at the end of the time, at the end of the day, you tried to make it happen for your kid. Honestly, the, 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 but I will tell you this: there is no organization that'll turn down a kid because of money. They will find ways. There are always ways to get these kids involved. Interesting take. There are programs. There, are, there are these things. It requires, like, it requires you to talk to them. It requires you to be the guy that go like, I want to be involved. How can just this bill is too much? What can we do? Yeah. Or can we split it up? Is it all at once? Can we make it different? Because I thought personally, I could find things more affordable if it, let's say, it costs six hundred dollars to play hockey, but if I can give you fifty bucks on this paycheck and 50 bucks that paycheck that bill seems a little bit smaller you know what i mean i don't know it's just it's things to look look into on your own but i would but i would definitely look into it because there are these programs they're in place you are not the first person to come and talk about how hockey's expensive and I want my kid to play, but I just can't afford it. It's an interesting not take the first... you have, like I said, because you were on the inside. Like, for us on the outside, it's it, uh, unreachable, but maybe there is ways, you know what I mean? Which, hopefully, for the people out there listening, there, they know this now. Like, you saw the ways, inside, man. like I said. For us on the outside, like, my dad goes and he's like, sees that bill. He's not going to be, you know, he'll be like, no, there's no fucking way. Which is what literally what happened to Josh. Because Josh wanted to yeah. play, you know, and then that but, was just But I guarantee you, time, your dad just solved the one bill, right? The one time. Whereas if you did further investigation, there well, are it's more than that, though, too. Place. It's not one bill one time because it continues every year. You get into it, and the deeper you get into it. And, like, no, no, but I mean like that. But like, here, going there, and it's like, it's fucking unreachable for yeah. most single parents. What I'm saying is that there are programs in place. They, they don't want... Hockey, especially now, with everything that has been going on in the world, hockey now has been all about inclusion. Hmm. They, there are programs, especially by Hockey Canada, that are designed to help the kids play. Interesting. I just, it, it requires you to look into these things and talk to people. Honestly, Kieran, my two cents is, don't, don't stop at the pamphlet. Talk to organizers, talk to presidents, talk to talk to the people that are actually involved. Find out what you can actually do. Find out what programs you can do. Because I'll tell you this right now. You the the look on your son's face when he gets to play hockey, you as a parent will find it all worth it. I think. And that's my take on that. That being said, uh, on the Stephen King front, I just bought Salem's Lot. I've read a bunch of Stephen King already, but uh, I do have Salem's Lot on deck. Uh, I will take the stand to heart, but I'm excited for Salem's Lot. I know the stand um, is like a ne- really fucking long book. Yeah. I remember seeing it, and it's like so, that fucking thick. It's like one of the longer Stephen King ones. Yeah. No, I got Salem's Lot, Cujo, and... Uh, Green Mile on deck. Nice. And then we get another uh, email from Kieran because um, he's needy and doesn't get a response right away. So <laughs> after five days, we didn't respond to his email. Softy McSofferson writes again, Hey, Flapjacks and Bromigo, 
What the fuck is happening with your emails? Who's ever dealing with that sucks at their job. Either way, it doesn't seem like a hard job. First off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what some don't people don't realize is that we record in advance often. And so we don't always look at things like we don't have a future time machine where we're like, someone might send us something. So we better like we record sometimes weeks in advance. There's been times where months yeah. in advance, especially with guest episodes. So um, calm yeah. down, calm your tits, everybody in the world. Because we will... Oh, uh... uh, everybody. Kieran. Specifically Kieran. <laughs> okay? He came in really fucking hot. That's funny. Yeah, he texted me when he was... Before he sent that... Or after he sent that email. He was like, what the fuck? You guys don't read your emails. Like, hey. Hey, hey. Calm down there, little guy. We'll get to and it. And that was the week of the Josh Josh uh, episode. Like, that was something that we had to, like, throw out there. Yeah, I contemplated telling you prior to podcast that we will read not Kieran's emails, but any other emails that we'll just blacklist. But he had good questions at least. So it gave us something to talk yeah. about and some, some curious things to discuss, but um, it would, yeah. would have been funny to just completely disregard it. But then like we don't get a lot of fan participation. So it's one of those things that we'll take what we can get. And it's nice to have it. Like I'm happy to have it. And uh, I encourage everyone to send an email to the number two sides of the story. <laughs> pod at gmail.com because eventually we'll read it we'll get there just fucking relax patience everybody mainly here in patience yes okay talk to your your fucking short friend that has short man syndrome <laughs> he actually doesn't have yeah. short man syndrome which is good because i have experience i've seen that in people at times no he doesn't have a napoleon complex not at all Fair enough. Um, um, was there anything more to that email, or was that it? Oh, there, there, yes, there's more to it. He goes, uh, anyway, Tom is right that the Paul brothers are pieces of shit. I don't think I said that, but all right. As the saying goes, it's easy money. It's, it's easy to make money if you have money. And, uh, and they are a prime example of that, becoming rich off mom and dad's money. Again, I don't know about that, but all right. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know their... much about their story either. One of his biggest beefs with them, I guess, was that they went to Japan and uh, there's like a. a... Yeah. The, the, he mentions this in the email. I'll continue. Okay. Continue. Also, like Tom said, they used a person who had committed suicide in Japan suicide forest to get views on their videos. They are literal garbage. Anyways, not sure if you guys will read this. Super passive aggressive. You should really <laughs> talk to your boy. <laughs> But hopefully it makes it to you guys. Kieran. So, like, I, I think you should, when you're feeling better, call up Kieran. See if he wants to go to, like, Wendy's or Harvey's. And you can go buy him some Wham Burgers and some French fries because he's having a bit of a mood. <laughs> I like he. I'll say this. At least he's passionate about participation. And he just wanted to yeah. us to read the email it's funny though too because like we haven't received any emails in in some time so like i don't check them often and it is what it is and kieran just shut up but don't shut up keep sending us emails because it's great for content but yeah shut the fuck up but don't shut up just quit whining just quit whining that's all it is that's quit funny. whining um yeah but um, oh, decent emails this week. Like I do appreciate it. Like uh, 
we got some good conversation going between the two of us. Um, I'm stoked. Um, please participate more. Um, Sean and I are actually going to start getting uh, a bunch more guests on the show. I think that's going to start making things more interesting. Um, but yeah, but shoot us an email. Give us like hypotheticals. Give us a question. Give us a thing. Pin Sean and I up against each other. Is apparently is what people love from us. Whenever we disagree and want to butt heads. And speaking of us disagreeing, re- uh, released this week was uh, us on the comic book boy, comic book boys, or comic boys. That's it. Yeah, comic comic boys, boys podcast where we discuss. Uh, we do a draft between these Marvel and DC characters, and Sean and I fucking go at it. It was a fun episode to record with him for sure. It was. Yeah, Khalil's a great guy. Um, we got a little bit heated with Khalil too. Yeah, but For mostly someone at I each had other. Just like met, I, I didn't like really hold back that much. It's just like you know, you just talk. Right? We did want to come back on his show. Like yeah. we did want to be invited back, but I, I will say that guy put a wedge between us. Sean and I didn't talk for like five days after that. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. Tom needed to oh. be talked down because he just, you know, thought his team was the best and he was clearly fucking wrong. My so. team was the fucking best. And you guys needed to team up just so you have a chance. Me and, Kindly go fuck yourself. Me and Khalil had to point out to him that he was living in a fantasy world. So, but all good. Yes, that's, yes, I was living in a fantasy world. It's comic books. What are you talking about? Yeah, but we were living in like a... Because I have the power of imagination, son. Yeah. See, Tom lost. You can tell um, how agitated he is because he lost... No, I did not lose. But anyways, tune into Comic Boys to hear said conversation. I, I did not fucking lose. He definitely lost. Anyway, one thing I did want to talk to you about is uh, I got to watch Clerks 3. Oh, nice. Sean, um, you can rent it or buy it on like Amazon Prime or Apple TV or whatever you want to do. I bought it for like fourteen ninety nine on Apple. Nice. Worth buying. Personally, worth buying. And I got to say... Bring a fucking tissue. Yeah. The ending good. of that movie, it was it, it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like I just every single time where I think I don't know if Kevin Smith can do it, pull it off, and then he makes me feel these emotions that I don't want to be feeling, but I feel them. Sean. It was it was a beautiful ending to this story that started in the 90s yeah it i'm was curious a I beautiful watch tribute it. it have kleenex nearby Good i advice. promise you that have kleenex nearby because if you watch it and it was so good to see like those familiar faces like the dante and randall dynamic they brought back elias you know like the the just the the way that they did things you just you're so happy to see these characters and you want to makes you want to go back to clerks and clerks 2 and then to watch clerks 3 it just really tugged on the heartstrings can i actually tell you a clerk related story while we're on this topic yeah absolutely so you know i was a clerk when i was 18 i i loved the movie clerks when it came like i fucking adored that it was my favorite movie for years and then i got to be a clerk so i got to not only love and be a fan of clerks but i got to live clerks i worked at a a fucking 
convenience store in a not a great neighborhood, not a terrible neighborhood. You know, I had my regulars. I had it was just a great fucking time of Sean's life, being a clerk, living out that show, and I loved it. I loved the social aspect. It changed me forever. It made me a lot more confident dealing with people, and like I just it added a lot to my life, and I I credit part of that to kevin smith because i wanted to be a clerk possibly through clerks just because and it it was a time right so recently we went to the north side of town to pick up a large lot of christmas houses and christmas decorations that we got for a great price we couldn't refuse because we're fucking crazy you know how that is um we drove past my store it's fucking gone it's gone. It's fucking gone. The building's there. The gas station's gone. It's closed down. Lights off. It's fucking empty. No shelves. No counters. It's gone. That was... It shook me, man. I was like, fuck. Like, that was my store. That was my hood. Like, in my... It was, it was fucked up. I, I really, like... It's completely... That whole neighborhood's changed, right? And the buildings, I'm guessing, is slated to be tore down. But it was just like... It hit me like a fucking brick wall. I was like, damn, that's an era, a chapter of my life, forever closed. For I, I went back there from time to time to my store, and there was actually still a couple people working there that were there from my era. So I, this one lady in particular, this sweet, sweet, wonderful lady, she actually, while she was working there, her whole life changed because she came over from Africa. Her husband was an extremely controlling man. She got a job behind his back and started working at the store. He came to the store threw gasoline on her and was about to set her on fire and our manager at the time took a fucking butcher knife and chased her husband off the fucking ground so like that woman still worked there so i always go back to visit her and see her and like driving by there and just seeing it gone i was just like what the fuck like so did you know it was gonna close no idea it was open and bustling the last time i was there and it'd been a year or two maybe but it's you know a big chain too so you wouldn't expect but yeah they just they shut her down man Fucking a. I used like I told you I I was a clerk at a convenience store or as I call it Depener and it's still there run by different people now, but like uh, one guy that the one guy that was doing the night shift when I was there he's still there, and the one guy that was just like started the same time started at the same time I was I think is now a manager. Yeah, and like he kind of went full career wise. I'll say it's crazy as just, as we age and as time passes, it's fucked up when certain things disappear. You know what I mean? Like, one of my first flavors of that was um, Old Dutch barbecue chips. When that brand of flavor was discontinued and replaced with sweet barbecue, it was always a sore spot in my heart. But to lose something this big out of your lifespan is like, damn, it, it hit... My favorite thing to do is actually remember what things were. So there's like strip malls near where I grew up where movie theaters used to be. And I, I can like I can go there. I go, you know what, believe it or not, like this building right here used to be a fucking movie theater. I saw Iron Man here. Yeah. I saw School of Rock here. I saw and then there's like the other one down the road and I go like, see this bank? This wasn't always a fucking bank. It used to be a Cineplex Odeon. And I saw Austin Powers there for the first time. I saw The Grinch there on Christmas Day with my family. I saw this movie there. I saw 101 Dalmatians. Like, these, like, little things. 
that like you can always hold on to and just like and now like although they become other things it's like it's like growth right oh yeah you can never like don't fight against the youth because we're young and we're strong strong people that's what sublime said and it changes newer is always better barney said you know what i mean and it's one of those things where you just gotta like move on the dinosaur no 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 not the dinosaur the um man from how i met your mother Oh, the misogynist. Remember, newer is always better. Yes. I I don't know if he's a I misogynist. Just, That's a little harsh. I just really wanted to say the dinosaur joke. Yeah, I liked it. Not really. It wasn't that good. It went over my head, maybe. I don't know. I missed the punchline. Um, so the dude from the Flintstones. What's that? Barney from the Flintstones? Yeah, exactly. Barney Rubble? Yeah, he said that when he was at cool. the McLaren's pub with Fred. Wilma and uh, Betty. How'd that feel, motherfucker? <laughs> this is just what it's like to talk to you, man. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. I don't even... I lost my train of thought. Sean tasted his own medicine and it is bitter. It was hilarious. I, I lost my train of thought of what I was saying because it was so funny and endearing at the same time. <laughs> Go on. I don't know what I was saying. Newer is always better. I, it's lost. The train of thought is lost now. But that's okay. Because what you said was gold. Perfect. I couldn't have done it any better myself. Yeah. Um, next week, we have Black, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever opening up. What is the likelihood of you going to the movie theater? Zero. I haven't even seen the first really? one. And so it would make no sense to go see the second one of not having seen the first one. You never saw the first Black Panther? No, I haven't. I saw a part of it, maybe. Like the first 20 minutes, and then I didn't see the rest of it. It's on my list. I'll watch it at some point. But, um, yeah, I never never saw that one. Man, thank God we're not a strictly Marvel podcast. We never talk about anything. No, that's for sure. I, there's so much content, you got to give it some time, you know? I'm not one of those uh, keep up on up on everything at all times. I like to give myself little... Oh, uh, ain't that the truth. You really, you've really proved that during this podcast. What's that, sorry? During the during the like year and a half we've been doing that, you've really, you've really proved that. It's true. It's true. I like to wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm patient, I think is the best way of putting that. Are you going to go see it in the theater, Tom? Yeah. Of course you are. Yes. Um, for one, uh, I really want one of the, be one of those people to make sure that Wakanda Forever makes more money than Avatar 2. I, I don't like the fact that... Um, What's-his-name keeps talking shit about comic book movies. Who? Um, uh, the fucking director of Avatar. Oh. What's his name? James Cameron. Doesn't that piss you off James when Cameron people do that? Like, what? That when people talk shit, Jennifer Aniston comes to mind. She came out and was like, oh, I hate all these stupid comic book movies. It takes away from real movies like the movies I make. And I'm like, what fucking real movies that you make? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, you know, when Martin Scorsese said that Marvel movies aren't cinema, like, I thought that was a bit of a harsh take. Yeah. And then the fact, and I think the fact that, like, now that, James Cameron is coming out saying, like, 
there aren't any comic book characters that show any depth is also bullshit. They're just jealous is all it is. They, they think they're artists, and they think that this movie yeah. isn't art, and, but it's the greatest art and, ever. And can we be honest that I saw the first Avatar? It was fucking Pocahontas just made three hours long. I never saw it, so like, I can't speak to it. Well, if you ever do see it, it's fucking Pocahontas, and it's going to fucking haunt you. And now he's making a big deal about Avatar 2, even though it took him like 15 fucking years to make. All right, man. Cool. But, like, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, here, man, let me, let me, let me put, it this, put it to you this way. Through the beginning of this podcast and, our, and how we've been able to do things, I have encountered so many other podcasts that are just starting up a buddy, a friend, uh, a cousin, or a sibling, or just one guy trying to create content, having fun, getting into this hobby. And, and there is, and I haven't, I don't hate any of them. They, they turned out to be some of the nicest people. For sure. On the planet. I want to give, you know what, I'm going to give a list of shout-outs right now. I want to give shout-outs to um, Stark Wars, Lights, Camera, Rant, Earth 894, Two Girls, One Multiverse, um, the Nostalgia Podcast. Um, just If we've spoken in the last little bit, I appreciate you guys. And I actually, like, I'll tell you this right now, Sean. Since meeting these people, I've been an avid supporter. Like, I don't miss an episode of Eight, Earth 894. I don't miss an episode of Star Wars. I don't miss an episode of Two Girls, One uh, Multiverse. I don't miss an episode of Lights, Camera, Rand. Unless he's talking about a thing I haven't watched yet, and then I don't want fucking spoilers. It's really nice, the community, though. Like, the aspect, obviously, you like, with you running the Instagram and, you know, contacting all these other podcasts and stuff. And, like, I've gotten to meet a couple of the guys, too, and talk with them, and it's... What a pleasure, right? It, it, like you said, it's a community and they're like-minded people. We just, we have interests. We want to talk about them. And then people listen to it and we listen to them. And I'm, I don't know, like if they listen to us all the time, they check us out. But it's just, it's a bunch of good people just talking and just having a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, the Nerd Dose po- podcast. I mean, there's there's a, like a list of just great people. Uh, Mr. Marvel's Minutes. There's just... Honestly, man, I, I cannot say how grateful I am to have been in contact with some of these great... Like, I have new friends now all over. Yeah, that's cool. Because of this. Comic Boys, Khalil, man. Like, that guy's doing the Lord's work. Like, I just... I hope you guys... I hope you do hear this, and I hope you hear the appreciation. And I actually had a... An idea because, uh, well, actually, Devin from Earth 894 had this idea because I've been trying to get him convert him to the Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek. So I found out that he has Paramount Plus. Who Paramount Plus has all the Star Trek movies. Yeah. So I want him to watch First Contact. And he said that he will come on our show to help review First Contact. Nice. So here's a great excuse for you to watch First Contact. I'll watch it again for the umpteenth. Umteeth time, and then we're gonna just have a review podcast for fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. And then, like, we can talk other stuff. Like, 
Is that your starting point for Star Trek for people? Uh, it's it's such a cool movie that I think it'll help introduce people and want to go into it further. You can't because not enjoy it. You were it's it's a time traveling zombie flick in space. Yeah, when you break it down. Yeah, when you dumb down First Contact, it is a time traveling zombie movie. Yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And disagree. then and then the intrigue alone of just. You can't, you you go into that movie, you want to know more about Picard's hatred with the Borg. You want to know how this started. And you then, you also want to know why is Worf on the Defiant. The interaction of all the people too, just like it it breeds you to want to know more about their story and who the, how they became, who they are at that point in the movie, right? A hundred percent, buddy. Yeah. And that's why to me, like that is... A great send-off movie. It used to be Wrath of Khan. But I I do find, uh, for the modern age, First Contact does a really good job of getting you wanting to see at least TNG. Yeah, it's honestly but like, it me... the Borg, too, are a timeless villain. Because they don't yeah. feel. They don't, like, they're not compassionate they have no feeling like you said like a zombie type enemy it's like a timeless type of enemy where it's like you know you you could go through history and like relate them to a lot of the invading forces and like the scariness of that like it, it just there's a certain level of terror that they bring into the movie as well that you can feel watching it yeah and like the Borg have affected literally everyone in the modern age of Star Trek. Like, so we got Picard, obviously his history with it, but then you have Cisco and his history with it. Yeah. You have um, Voyager, and then their fucking ca- uh, their 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 meeting of the Borg. Yeah. And then even you go the that great Enterprise episode where you got. Those two members of the Borg that were found and defrosted that were from the first Contact movie. Yeah. That's a fucking genius episode. As a guy that wasn't a big fan of Enterprise, that's great writing. Yeah. It's great writing. For sure. And one thing I will say about Star Trek, from beginning to end, all of it is great writing. Yeah. And if that's what you're a fan, if you're a fan of science fiction and great writing, that's what Star Trek brings to the table. For sure. And even if you're not a fan of science fiction, but you're a fan of great writing, then you should give a certain story a chance from time to time to expand your own horizons. Just saying. Yeah. Especially with all the things that are coming out now. Like, with, with season three of Picard on the way, like, you bet your ass I'm going to be watching TNG again from the beginning. Did you like I that, know about I sent to you there about t- maybe they'll tell us about Thomas Riker finally? Yeah. I love that. That made me so happy. It'd be cool. I like that Moriarty's coming back. Yeah. I like, like, there's so many untouched storylines or storylines that I thought were closed that they're opening up again. Like, fuck yes. Yeah, no kidding. You, there, there's no need to bring back Moriarty, but here you are doing it. Yeah, it's like, it's exciting, like, and it's fun. It's a good time if someone ever was to discover Star Trek now. Like, there's so much new content where you could just hop on board any of the new shows. And then, like, once you're in, once you're on that fucking train and you have your boarding pass, you're, you're buckled in, then you start to, oh, there's a dining cart. Oh, there's an entertainment cart. 
oh, you know, and it's just like as you travel each um, train car, you discover all these wonderful new things throughout your trip. And, and there's comedy. Oh, everything. Every, like, it is a full spectrum of entertainment. And that's what's fun about it is, like, when we, you and me get excited when we talk about it. And when you meet a science fiction fan or a comic book fan who's never given this joy to themselves, we're both like, but why not? <laughs> yeah. It's honestly that. It's become, like, why not? It is that. It is why not? So, like, uh, I'm I'm excited to bring on Devin Stone from uh, Earth Eight Nine Four. Um, I want to bring on his co-host as well, uh, Louis. Both have been great guys. I'm not sure if you heard our dynamic uh, when I guessed it on their shows, but like we got a good rapport with these guys, and they're fun to talk to. So I can't wait to have them on. It'll just be exciting too. Like we've only ever had triangle episodes when we do guests, and like a few other guests as well. Um, in relation to us, but to have like people that we didn't know and that are from the podcasting world and that's how we met them, it'll be fun to have guests like that. And as well too, like if you're out there listening and you're like, you know what? Oh, fuck, I'd like to be a guest sometime. Even someone like Addy, you know what I mean? Reach out to us. Like send us an email at two sides of the story pod. Like we're looking for guests. We're always happy to have someone on if they got something to talk about or want to give us their hot take on yeah. something. So Addy will get in the winter when he's got downtime with snow. He's a busy man. But, I get uh, him. Proud father of two and uh He's had some great like, and... fan participation, though, too, over the time, so it'd be fun to have him on. For he asked great week. questions, man. Yeah. It's cool. He's a good buddy so, of yours, so it would be fun to have him on. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I also want to give a big shout-out to all the people that do follow us on Instagram. We just hit 600 followers on Instagram. Oh, we did pass six. I've been checking in from time to time. That's awesome. Yeah. We just passed 600. Um, honestly, like, this is the road to 1,000. I'm, 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 I'm humbled by this. Okay. Just 600 people that just, I don't know how many people that actually listen to the podcast, but the fact that you'll see a post from us three times a week going, like, we still exist, we're still here, means the world to us. For sure. So... Our numbers uh, grow. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So that that does it. Um, so th- from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much, Sean. Rock and roll, people. That's what this is. Rock and roll. We appreciate the love. We'll keep on talking at you. Yeah. We'll keep talking if you keep listening. That's yeah. that's what it is. Even through ailments like my fucking sick ass right now, probably not sounding the greatest, we're going to give you content regardless of our stature in life, which is fun. And that's exactly. like the journey of this podcast too. You know, I, I like that we're not tied to one thing. Earlier you alluded to the fact if if we were strictly a Marvel podcast, we wouldn't have a lot to talk about because Sean doesn't watch as much shit as I watch. But that's why we're a variety show. We talk about life. We talk about love. We talk about... Whatever the fuck we want to talk about, because that's just us here at two sides of the story, given our fucking sides. Well said. Well said. Something like that. Um, yeah. We ran long so today, I think buddy. That's it for this week. Sorry? We ran long today, buddy. It's, it's been a long time since we had a long one. Yeah. Honestly, in my head before the pod, I was like, I just want to bang on an hour and then go be sick somewhere because I'm fucked up. But then we got into it and talking and it just, it was a good, it was a good talk. We had a good talk today, I feel. 
Yeah. And we're both looking well, strapping, wrap it up wearing our two sides hats, and I got my jersey on already, ready for the game at two. Hopefully we don't suck ass yeah. like we usually do in afternoon games. <laughs> you gotta check that fucking attitude out the door. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. Go Oilers, go. All right? Uh, take it to Dallas. And then uh, there's, this has been two sides of the story this week. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been one side of the story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.